0: This is a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, The Business Station.
1: Shall we begin? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Expecto Patronum. Twenty five pounds? No, no, no! I ordered
0: two hundred. What is beef? You still got that meat connected? You can get $12.50 for that on eBay. Boom. Chef, no, please, please do not touch that. That's my pot. Everybody knows. That's her pot. Not system. System, baby. System.
1: System. This is your brother's house. I was running it fine without you. Why didn't
0: he leave it to you then? BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin and today it's a stuff we missed. Something that came out last year that got a lot of buzz uh, that we always intended to watch and then just could not find the time to sit down for all the episodes. Anyway, we finally done it. We're talking today about The Bear.
2: So The Bear was what? Like, Rated one of the best TV shows of last year. It won so many awards. I've really been wanting to watch this. It's also one of those shows that I've been squirreling away thinking, oh, we didn't get around to doing it for the show. So I'd catch it in my own time. So um, I'm I'm quite glad I caught it after the buzz because almost I almost came to it fresh. I will say, though, that the advertising and marketing around it that I was exposed to is completely not what prepped me for what the show turned out to be. Because all of the awards it kept getting for comedy ensemble, best comedy show, uh, I thought it was like a Kitchen Confidential style comedy. And it really is not. I mean, it's a really good show, but it stressed me the F out. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's so funny because I um, I really got into Shameless over the pandemic, the, the early MCO days. Uh, and, and I love that show. I still love that show uh, because it had such a signature vibe, right? Um, it was a comedy, but it was also so dark. Um, and there was this constant underlying chaos or stress throughout every episode, like something was always bubbling. And I honestly miss Shameless. Um, until I saw The Bear, which also calls itself, like you said, a comedy. Um, But you can easily argue that it's not because of how heavy the show gets. And both shows also have uh, Jeremy Allen White playing characters that I really like. Um, So I I think the best way I can describe why I like The Bear is because I think it's a spiritual or the perfect spiritual successor to Shameless. Um, Even though there's like basically no overlap behind the scenes, completely different crew altogether, none of the same writers. Um, but yeah, so for me, I I still think it's a comedy, weirdly, um, because I like the comedy, the comedy, quote unquote, in Shameless, and I like the comedy in The Bear.
0: I don't think it's a comedy. I mean, I, I found it at times funny, but it was always funny with a sting. Um, you know, it, it was a tough, it's a tough show to watch, not because it's not good, but because it just is so intensely stressful. So The Bear tells the story of Carmi, um, a young... Incredibly rated, trained everywhere, fine dining chef who returns to his um, who returns to a family, his family run sandwich shop in the aftermath of his brother's death, and um, it is a very. What's a kind way of saying it? Grassroots. Grassroots joint. Um, You know, it kind of, there's nothing fine dining about it. They serve sandwiches, they serve chicken. um, And he finds himself coming back into a pretty hostile workplace, trying to make the place run better, keep it afloat,
2: while also finding his way through his grief. It's emblematic, I think, of a number of different things, right? So, Carmi comes from a fraught, tough family. The restaurant was what got his family through their difficult days, but it also became a source of a lot of their tensions and their issues. So, all of that is kind of piled into this pretty short season of a show. And each episode is only half an hour. Um, So, there's a lot packed into each half hour. I will say that the it's almost like the show is sandwiched by uh, sandwich um, <laughs> sandwiched by the most difficult parts and then the the midpoint of the show is perhaps where some of the more comedic um, fun elements lie but but never to the point where it becomes full-on laugh out loud. Um, I loved how the movie, uh, the movie, the TV show balances between the family aspects and the business aspects, the psychological aspects and the workplace aspects. Um, I can I get why this is this has gotten such good ratings. It's a really well made, really well written show. Um, and every episode, I came away wanting more, wanting to know more. Um, but it's a show that also asks a lot of you, I think, and I don't think that that's a bad thing.
1: Mm, I I'm. I also think that the the short runtime for each episode really helps. Um. So I think if each episode was longer, like some of these shows uh, tend to be, then maybe I would have felt the the heaviness or the stress from it. Um. So a couple of things, right? I think one, to me, it's the aquarium effect. Like I'm on the outside looking in um, and all the chaos and the craziness uh, of the show and the dialogue. The dialogue is so good on the show um, and so funny. So I found that funny in the same way you just you see people start to like bicker with one another and you see like emotions just erupt all over the place and you're just standing on the outside going oh you know this is this is weird Uh, and this is weird to look at because it all feels so personal and so real and so uh, authentic when they flip out so it becomes comedic for me but um, I think the other thing is is honestly it's very easy to watch it has like a sitcom runtime like 22-25 minutes um, and before anything gets like too tense or too stressful, which it does from time to time, the, the show just ends. And then you just want to hop on to the, to the next one and then the next one, and then the next one. So it, it's so well paced. And I'm so glad they didn't go for longer episodes for the bear.
0: It's a cinematic runtime with, uh, sorry, it's a sitcom runtime with a cinematic sensibility. I think that's part of what makes mm. it appealing because the way it's shot and edited feels very prestige drama, cinematic. I mean, I think some of the effects work we can talk about, you know, is, is perhaps not the best, but the the claustrophobic nature, the way in which it's shot and edited, the way it feeds into that energy of the kitchen and that frenetic, you know, go, 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 but also why can't everything stop kind of Feeling, does not feel very TV at all, while at the same time the running time and episodic nature of it does. So I think it's that that combination of the two things keeps you getting pulled along in a really um, in a really engaging way. The performances are also I think what make it work for me because the performances are. Singularly what stressed me out. If we're talking just about like a failing business, that's fine. Like I, I can I can do that. Um, if we're talking about people I don't particularly like, I, I can watch the Roys all day. I never get stressed watching the Roys. They're horrible. <laughs> like if they want to stab each other, not in the back, but in the bum, like that's cool. I, I don't really care. <laughs> but when when things happen on the show, because the characters feel so lived in because their anxieties feel so real, I think that's what stressed me out.
2: I think actually, Succession is uh, uh, is a show that came to mind quite a bit, Um, and it's almost in contrasting because unlike this, unlike Succession, where I do care about the characters, but I have a lot more of that aquarium feel because I'm never going to live at that level, and I'm never going to have that much money. And to a certain extent, you get a sense that these people are cushioned from a lot of life's blows. Uh, The Bear is. I personally didn't feel like I was in an aquarium. I felt like I was stuffed into a sardine can with them, uh, you know, and Mm. and because of that, uh, and and the reality of the problems that each of them were going through, mental health issues and money issues and uh, relationship issues and friendship issues, uh, it felt very lived in. That's the best way to say it, but lived in in a difficult way Um, I felt myself feeling a lot for characters that I only had gotten to know for a few minutes Um, you know there were references to things that had happened in their lives that they never show us but they do such a good job of making us feel like we went through it with them Um, and all of that I think creates for a very uh, frenetic time. Um, Of course, I will say that I love the way they use food in the shots. Um, So much of the drama happens around the making of the food and the creating of the food, Um, the enjoyment as well as the stresses of preparing food. Um, And I think the balance between all of those things was really well done. Also, can we just like
1: appreciate how much of a masterclass this show is in terms of writing uh, progressive characters like Mm. every every single one of them um, is toxic in their own way, and then every single one of them is also progressive in their own way they are such a mixed bag. But the show never once hits you over the head or points a finger at you and goes like, Hey, look, look at this character that we've shoved into the show because, you know, we needed to be progressive or or look at this token person that, you know, we want to, you know, we know how to write this as well. It never does that. Not even once. It's so genuine and authentic. Um, like you said, like the, the mental health issues um, and the people who go through those mental health issues don't seem like the people who they would put on screen facing those kinds of things, right? which, which again goes back to my love for uh, Shameless. So yeah, it's just, I, I mean, shows should, should take notes. I think it, it does such a good job at writing like these mixed bag, very, very, very complex um, characters on screen.
0: We're talking today about something we missed, The Bear, uh, which came out last year. The second season actually is going to be premiering in the middle of this year. So if you haven't seen it yet, now's the time to catch up. It is described, although we are contesting that, some of us at least, as a comedy drama. It's created by Christopher Storer. Um, it stars a number of people that we'll come back and talk a bit more about because I think the cast warrants more attention. Let us know, have you watched The Bear yet? Do you plan to? You can WhatsApp 18 Nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at BFM Radio.
2: Best flipping moments, BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. I refer to everybody as Chef because it's a sign of respect. Jeff. Chef, Chef, you stir that pot for me, please, yes, Chef. chef. Do you take my knife, Chef? Did you take my knife,
1: Chef?
0: Broken yes, sauce, Chef. Are you good? Yes. Yes. Yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. Yes. Okay, Chef. Yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. Great. Yes, Chef.
2: Oh, yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. Shitty, but better, Chef. The
0: Chef. Heard, Chef. Yes, Chef. Chef. It's right here. You can have a tape. It's right here. Yes, Chef. Yes,
2: Chef. 45
1: minutes to open, Chef.
2: Yes, Chef. Yes, Chef.
0: BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin. And together we're talking about a a stuff we missed, which is the bear. Um, And we've mentioned, or rather we've spoken already about how much we enjoyed the show, the overall feel, the vibe, um, the writing being so good. I wanted to return to the cast though, because honestly, um, it's an ensemble piece, but it really does belong in many ways to Jeremy Allen White. Um, Having said that, I think the fact that everyone feels really convincing, everyone feels really real is a huge part of what makes the
2: show work because it it goes to some really insane places it's an ensemble cast in the best of ways right in that everyone feels real no one feels like they're just there to make up the numbers Um, you get the sense of lives being lived off screen even with the characters that you don't see as much Uh, but I also think that the way the main characters arc is written uh, because we, we talked a lot about the emotions and and the feel of the show but actually there's a really solid strong story that that goes through the season. And what I really like is that it begins and it actually ends. There's a potential for season two, but it also fills out the story so well in season one. And absolutely the heart of that is Carmi, um, you know, played by Jeremy Allen White. And he does such a good job of going through what is essentially a very difficult arc, often not a character that's very likable himself. But at the same time, you feel so much empathy and sadness for Actually,
1: the, the performances were so good and the story arcs and, and character progression was so good in this one season that I was secretly hoping there wouldn't be a season two.
2: Right, like I was, me too. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I was hoping this would be like a mini series and it would just finish in uh, with one season. Um, so I, I, of course, I'm going to make the comparison to something like Hell's Kitchen, uh, which I, I love to watch. I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure or not, but every time I watch that show, right, even though it's a game show, I've never felt like those people on the show are real people because they always seem like cartoons or like they are playing other characters or it's like they're very one-dimensional. Compared to a completely scripted show like The Bear where the people in it talk over each other and literally like step on each other's feet and, you know, bumble and fumble through the show and, and sound like actual human beings that look like an actual documentary. I think that goes a long way. Like the, the performances don't feel like performances at all, even though the drama is so heightened and there's a sense of like the super tension and super stress. Um, they seem like actual well-rounded human beings compared to something like a Hell's Kitchen where they don't like they honestly don't. I don't know how you guys feel, but I've, I've never felt like those are actual people.
0: Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I think that there's also something to be said about each character getting an arc because it's one thing for the whole show and and the whole season to have an arc, which it does, Um, it's quite another thing for the main character, um, male white chef. Not that any of those things are a problem, just that when you think of chefs, um, those tend to be the people that you think about. Um, It's not unusual for a show that is about a restaurant or about the restaurant business for the chef to get a a satisfying arc. But for everyone else, um, for a young, ambitious, but perhaps in over their head sous-chef for a baker who never felt inspired but now is and doesn't seem to know what to do with that for a tough guy um, for a tough guy who prides himself uh, for being all about Chicago to think maybe this is not the business that it needs to be right now for all those people to have individually satisfying well-written arcs I think is kind of a marvel.
2: The show that I found myself thinking about was actually, um, which I referred to earlier, Kitchen Confidential, right? Which Bradley Cooper did like years ago. Um, And it's almost, this show does everything that show possibly tried to do, um, but didn't manage to. Because of course that one was based on Anthony Bourdain's memoirs. uh, And I almost feel like this show captures the spirit of that book because it doesn't treat it as the story of one person. And it it doesn't treat it as... um, A comedy. In fact, it's almost like life and then funny things happen, but also incredibly sad things happen. Um, Since we are talking about the cast, I think we have to mention uh, Eben Moss Backrack, who plays Richie. um, My (laughs) favourite. brother's best friend. Oh, He's hands down one of the best characters in the show. And that's quite a feat because Richie is actually really unlikable. But he also brings a lot of the humour and the heart to the series. Why
0: didn't you call him cousin?
2: like cousin yeah, of course <laughs> what a trick i missed yeah you, you can't say
0: you can't say Karmi's brother's best friend it's more like family cousin that nobody really <laughs> likes not really related to them but cousin nonetheless
1: and he just sticks around all the time all the
0: time even when they don't want him there he's there
1: yep yep um who would you guys recommend this show to Um, And I'm asking because I think we will have like very different answers. Because like I said, like I found it funny. So it's easy for me to recommend it to anyone who needs a new show to watch. I'll be like, yeah, it it gets heavy, but you know, definitely watch it. But when and how would you recommend this to other people?
2: I would recommend it to anyone, but I wouldn't recommend it as a comedy. I feel like I'd almost (laughs) send them down the wrong path if I did. Um, I would recommend it to them as a really good show. Uh, But I would, in fact, maybe not even ever say it's a comedy. And then they'd get to discover that there are fun parts.
0: I... I think um, if you like workplace dramas or dramas in general, well-written shows, I would recommend this to almost anybody, to be honest. Um, But particularly if you have an interest in food, I think that this is a really nice one to watch. The food porn quality of of how they shoot the cooking and stuff is actually really lovely. I found myself getting hungry like a lot. There's a
2: donut making scene that is amazing. I just, (sighs) I absolutely just wanted donuts after watching that. And I really wanted a sandwich after almost every episode.
0: I was so frustrated during the whole donut Donut saga that I actually could not could not find it in me to want the donuts, uh, but I, I hear what you are saying. The sandwich is a, is a reality. I did think, is there is there uh, the beef somewhere nearby? And I found that there was not. But yeah, I, I would recommend it to almost almost anyone. Honestly, um, I'm excited for season two. Although, like you both, I would have also liked it as a limited run miniseries. Um, but the, perhaps the highest praise I could say is part of the reason why I. I'm happy that there is a season two is because I think without it, I would miss them.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, I will say that the payoff for season one was so good. Um, you know, there are some shows that just stick the landing so well. I thought this show had the perfect se- uh, season finale. Uh, and because of that, I'm willing to be open about a season two. Um, and yes, you're right. I would actually miss the characters. I want to know more about the characters as well.
1: Actually, I don't know if we've ever said this on the three years that we've been doing this show, right? But have we ever called anything perfect? Because I can't I don't think I can find a flaw in this show, other than maybe like, yeah, you know, it, it's not it's not a it's not a full blown comedy and stuff like that. But which isn't the a criticism. Itself, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, no, I, I actually think it's a near-perfect TV show. It is, right?
1: Like, I can't think of anything that I would change or that I would want to see. It, it's a perfect show. I think this is a perfect show. Yeah.
0: I remember us saying um, perfect about things, about throwbacks, not necessarily about ongoing things. I know that we have called certain throwbacks perfect. Um, and I bring that up because I think the other show that we we were like saying well, circling the word perfect was Ted Lasso. And my feelings about that have changed like a uh, lot. Then, yes, yeah. then
2: subsequent seasons changed. Yes.
0: It. So because of that, and, and I bring this up because season two is coming. Like season two is coming really soon. And I, I mean, I hope, I hope and wish that it's going to be what it was in season one. Uh, But as is the case with these sorts of shows, the element of surprise is gone and the expectations are high. So yeah, fingers crossed. I really hope it's good. Um, But I feel like you can never call... It's a a perfect season. I think it's a perfect season. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to call it a perfect show when it's ongoing. It also
2: looks like it's going to be a very different show in season two. So again, I'm not sure whether it will have the same vibe or the tone. Um, But I'm... yeah. I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I have high hopes.
1: Same here. Same here. I want season 2 to be better than perfect, but even if it's not, um like you said, so glad that this is a a perfect season of TV, which we don't get we don't get often to be honest.
0: We're talking today about The Bear, which is something that premiered last year, um a series that is now getting its second season soon. Um it was created by Christopher Storer. Let us know have you watched it yet? Do you plan to do you like Stressful, stressful shows. You can WhatsApp 018 789 8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, and write to us at movies at BFM.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9,
1: the business station.